have our shit. We just decide to package ours up in a pretty pink bow. And that's what Shiki's all about. Where Chic meets Cheeky, creating the perfect cocktail. I literally have candles set up and everything. Oh, you're so cute. Okay, <laughs> it's yeah, it's recording. So tonight we made drinks and I decided to freestyle it because I was like, there's no grapefruit juice. I'm going to get a grapefruit cup. And so I knew I had Tito's at home. So I was like, okay, let's try to be a little healthy here, Alex. I oh. got beet juice. And, you know, it tastes really good. I did beet juice, grapefruit juice from a grapefruit cup, some stevia and a little bit of lemon. One thing I didn't think about at all was like, it's all my whole entire mouth is like very red like beet red and it's just it's not that's one thing I really did not think about was my whole mouth turning red like you wouldn't be able to drink this and go out honey that is what you call a dumb blonde moment getting everywhere at school (laughs) right the orange (laughs) turmeric that's what it reminded me of so much (laughs) so funny no I'm so happy that you invited me on here (laughs) this is such a fun surprise I was so excited of course Fab I'm so happy to have you on here for anyone that's listening I met Fab freshman year of college we both went to PC and I was that freak that messaged her on Facebook before like we actually got there (laughs) the best thing ever that has ever happened (laughs) I don't regret it at all. It was really so funny. But yeah, I slid into her messages on Facebook and I, I forget what I said. Probably something really weird and probably really like corny that I wouldn't want to say. <laughs> I want to pull it up. I got to pull it up. One of these <laughs> um, oh no, please don't do that. But <laughs> so yeah, so Fab's been my fr- best friend since freshman year. Um, we've lived together every year after that. And I really wanted to just chit chat with her tonight. So she's on and um, I know you guys are going to love her because she's super special. But um, so I guess we'll just start. Oh, yeah. How's your drink? I forgot to ask you that. It's really good. Like I like tampered with it way too much as I was making it because I was like, no, this is too good. Like I can make it even better. Like, you know, when you do that, when you're making a drink and you're like, oh, it tastes so good. Maybe I need to add a little bit of this to make it even better. And I just, I think I did a little bit too much. And so now like portions are a little bit off, but it's a skinny jalapeno margarita and it's so good. Ooh. Spicy and right up my alley. So what's in it? Interested? Hit me up. I can give you the recipe. Um, there's jalapeno lime juice uh tequila of course silver tequila Yum. and agave so super easy it's amazing that sounds so simple and yummy yeah i wish i could give you some i know yeah, i wish you were together so bad but you're coming <laughs> soon yes very very soon trust me <laughs> <laughs> yay For- i'm so excited so i guess we can start with what was what was like the transition for you for college? Like you get in and obviously we meet, we lived on the same floor <laughs> freshman year, Mar basement, Mar oh <laughs> um, 
And what was that like? Like, what was your freshman year like? I know you weren't in a relationship at this point and you were kind mm-hmm. of like on your own. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. <laughs> freshman year, just the best. Cause you don't even know what the hell is going on. You're like, all right, I guess I moved out. Like I'm on my own now, but not really. Like <laughs> that was like such a weird time, but I think freshman year is such an important year, like in a growth, like mindset. I just think you are in this, you packed up all your bags and you moved to a brand new place and you just have to deal with it. Like you literally have to just go day by day and like take on every challenge with, (laughs) I don't even know how to, I like, I wish I could describe what freshman year was like, but I just genuinely can't like, it's all a blur to me. So like whenever you're like finding friends, like if I have an interaction with this person and then it doesn't like organically form into a relationship, it was almost like I felt like something was almost wrong with me. I don't know if you can relate with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I kind of remember uh, we're both, I feel like Alex, you and I, like we're super social people. We can get along with a pretty wide variety of groups, but freshman year, it was like, either like I remember certain people texting me like out of the blue and like asking to get lunch or something Mm -hmm. and it'd be like the one and only time like we'd ever like get lunch together you know like they would never like follow up follow up be like like, oh my god this is like dating like (laughs) are you rejecting me this is so awkward yeah like I'm not getting to the like date number two like what's wrong with me (laughs) it's so weird I didn't make the quiet that's so awkward like I feel like it was kind of like you were like designing your friend group in a way, which is like kind of like crazy to say, but I was never like that. Like I was, I feel like we both were like, anyone who wants to hang out with us, like let's hang out. Like, let's do it. Like let's be best friends. Like we didn't care about that stuff, but I feel like there were definitely times where people were like, yeah, no, like, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know. It was like, not to say it didn't happen to either one of us. Like it did, it did a lot. And it's just maybe like, now we're like piecing it together. And we're like, what's going on? But it was also like, I do remember watching it happen to people and being like, why isn't she hanging out with her anymore? Like all the stuff. And it's just for anyone that's listening that might be going in, like either in their freshman year or I don't know, can relate to this in some way or another. Like my best advice to someone going into college would be, literally just be yourself like it sounds so stupid but no matter what like you will attract the right people imagine if you pretend Mm -hmm. to be something that you're not and you're gonna have a bunch of those people around you that are also probably faking it or faking who you were like it's just not it's not sustainable it's not gonna bring you happiness and just fucking be yourself because there you will find people Mm -hmm. no I agree And it's so easy to like, I don't know, put on a different face. Like you don't know any of these people. Like you want to put your past behind you. Like this is this fresh new start. And you want to like be a whole branding person. I feel like when you first go off to college, but at the end of the day, like, it's just like, it's not what you want to do. It's just, it's not worth it. At the end of the year, you're going to have friends that don't even like know who you truly are. And then like, then what? So I can't agree more with you on that one. As you went on from freshman year to college, 
what was the culture like? Like if you, how could you describe it and try to be like as specific as you can, maybe it changed over time, but do you ever feel like I know for myself, for example, on a small scale, going to PC was an amazing experience. I don't regret it at all. I loved every part of it, whether it was, you know, really hard for me at times or it was fucking amazing. It was all in between from then till now. But there were, there was a culture there that I felt, and it could be every college, I'll never know because I only went to Providence, that I felt like, you know, there was a really, really strong pressure to look a certain way or to be a certain way, to, you know, have certain things. And I think like there'll be people absolutely not, absolutely not. But for me, with the background that I came from, you know, I don't want to like preach about my background because I like don't know how to say it in a way where I don't sound like an asshole, but no, 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 no. Trust me. I'm, I'm, I might cut trust me. <laughs> trust me now. Um, I I don't know like how to say it in a way where it's communicated the right way, but I guess I've always like kind of said that I grew up in a town that was pretty diverse for the most part. Um, and there were like a lot of different people from different backgrounds, different income levels, different, you know, totally just different people. So I feel like I had that exposure and then I went to college at Providence and it was the opposite of that. And there's no denying that. Like the statistics prove that. I'm not saying like, you know, it's a horrible place because of it, but it is hard to be surrounded by people who are, you know, when you, like, I guess when you stand out in your town academically, whether it's academically, socially, anything like that, when you go to a school where the bar is like, above where you even were at before it's it's hard it's everything is competitive so I just want to hear like your take on the culture there yeah no absolutely I feel like I'll kind of touch base with what I talked about before like making that transition from a private catholic school to the public high school and middle school in my new town like I felt like I was going back words in a way with the culture and like going back to obviously like Providence College is literally that it's a private Catholic like school like I was going right back into a culture that I kind of escaped from um and I guess I just I was just so excited to like go away and like be at such a great like prestigious school that I was so lucky to get into like I was so excited and I guess I never really thought about how I felt until like later on in college, like in how the culture was affecting me. But I agree with you. It was, um, it was definitely a transition and it's definitely easy to get in your own head about a lot of things. Like everything was so hyper-focused and everything was so out in the open to everyone at school like you couldn't go out and like have a fun night without someone knowing about it and like talking about it so it was like I don't know everything was definitely magnified and in my eyes at least like I always just thought that maybe it was coming from a place of insecurity where I just 
I felt like people were like looking at me or talking about me, but I think because it was such a small school and the friend groups were so tightly knit and like so defined that you feel that way always. And, um, some people like it works because they're coming from that in high school or middle school, like they're all coming from that type of background. So it's easier for them and they adjusted super quickly, but I don't know about you all, but for me, it was, it was definitely an adjustment once I realized how small, small the school was. Cause at first, like everything seemed so much bigger because they're going to college. But, um, when you're like, wow, I think I've met like most of our grade at this point, like that's when, you know, like <laughs> that's when, you know, you have a small class. So, um, yeah, I feel like it was definitely a transition, which, is going to be the case no matter what, but with Providence College, it was definitely, it was definitely an interesting experience. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can absolutely relate to that feeling. And I agree with, with what you're saying. Like there are people that are coming from similar backgrounds when it comes to high school. So to them, it's just like another high school, like another four years with, and a lot of people would come from the same schools, the same prep schools. Like I felt weird saying that yeah. I went to public school. Like it, yeah. if, if I ever, if that question ever came up, it was strange. And, mm-hmm. I, and you know, like we, we talked about, it might've not been that weird to them, but for us in that situation, when you're in that culture and you're in that yeah bubble it does it feels weird and then you're like overthinking it and you're like am I supposed to be here like yeah. but yeah I remember like at least freshman year when we were like two two peas in pod like going out meeting new people I feel like everyone would be like oh you're from mass like where are you from mass and you'd be like oh I'm from Mashpee and they're like oh like Mashpee like everyone like has connects wherever you are and mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing it's just like you don't want like, I don't know. I feel like you go off to school, like you live at a school to kind of not have those ties. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, like, you don't want to be defined by like where you come from or like what high school you went to. Like that should not matter. I'm sorry. Like, like if you're going away, you're going away. And like, you want to like kind of have a clean start. Obviously like you're staying authentic, you're who you are, but I don't know. Sometimes like I kind of wish I didn't have so many connections to home in a way. Yeah. So I, I, I know what you mean because like, yeah, like going off of what you said, the thing, the reason why I would have this, like, I guess not negative connotation, but kind of is because a lot of people that we went to school with had summer homes where I lived year round. So Mm -hmm. like you live there year round. Like, what do you do there during the winter? And I'm like, the same fucking thing you do in Hingham during the winter. Like the same fucking thing that you do and wherever <laughs> the fuck you live when it gets cold. It's the same shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I love my home and I'm proud of it. But there were times yeah. where there were times where like I there were some times where I questioned it and I never had questioned it before. I was like, why is that so weird? <laughs> um yeah. it makes someone who's like not from the area like look at people differently by the way like they're saying they're from a prep school or I don't know it's just like a whole big pre like I don't know what the word is like pre it's a prejudgment yeah 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 prejudgment basically I'm like people you don't even know and you're like all right that was the first question you asked next fucking question like let's get on 
conversation but yeah I feel like that was a big part of it and um I feel like no matter what private college you go to it has a similar feel oh yeah um I don't know like I always I always wanted to branch out and like meet new people but for me at least I'm kind of switching topics but for me I always I always like felt closest with the people I lived with so like I felt like safe always hanging out with those people and like kind of not branching out and that was my problem so like if I were to like kind of go backwards and like tell myself something I would be like okay those are your core friend group like you can live with those people it's awesome to have your best friends be your roommates but at the same time like don't let all those other friendships go like I feel like it was always like what was convenient for me and that was so wrong like I don't know if it was the same way with you I feel like you you did a good job of staying in contact with a lot of like friends that you met freshman year but if I were to go back I would be like all right like you see those people every freaking day like go hang out with other people like you have so many other relationships like yeah like your class friends like go hang out with them so I don't know that was totally off topic but it just came to my mind I was like I need to talk about that no that's so important I'm glad you said that because I definitely I can feel I feel you on that whenever you're comfortable you kind of like I'm sure there's people that are at like say Providence College any college right now that have that core friend group that like are in this situation but in that situation you don't feel like it's necessary to really connect with that many people outside of your circle where yeah. uh, like you should just go go to Whole Foods with so-and-so from wherever like go get a mm-hmm. coffee with I don't know like w- with a new friend that you make in a different class like it it was always I felt like there was some type of force like a magnet that was like yeah. go, to, go to your room and go to class and go to your room and go to class and go to your room and go to class and it's like if I could go back, that's definitely one thing I would change too, is not necessarily like, I'd say branching out. Yeah. But just getting outside of the room more and getting out yeah. doing different things with different people. More. Oh my gosh. We have four years of this like little town with all people our age. Like what the heck? Why? Like, why waste that? Like why be so focused on things that you can't control? And like, why not? Like, I just, I hate thinking about how much, like, I spread myself, like, I don't know, not spread myself too thin, but, like, I just wish I took advantage of, like, those little moments where I was so focused on, like, the little things and things that I couldn't control, and I just, I wish I just put that behind me and, like, just had fun, had fun with it, like, went with the flow and stopped, like, thinking about what was next or, like, thinking about, like, my next job, like, I don't know. Things are now looking back at it, like you see things totally different on how it was, but I don't know if you feel the same, but that's how I feel. Very, very, um, important. And I want to get really, really micro and you can say like, Oh, I don't remember. Like, I don't know. Like I can't really put my finger on it, but what would be like a situation? What do you mean by like, you wish you took advantage of those small like moments? Like, what do you I feel like in college, everyone goes through so much personally. Like those are four years of your life where like 
there are some major changes that happen. Like that's normal. Like you want those changes to happen because at the end of the day, like it turns you to who you're supposed to be. But I feel like for me, at least there was a lot going on mentally because I had a lot going on at home. And then I had a boyfriend that was states away from me that I miss so much. And then I like had to deal with the social life at Providence college, like, and then school. And then my internships, like there was so much going on in my head where I, again, like I mentioned before, I was so focused on those things that could not control. And I was not living in the moment. So like, for example, like if all of my friends were going out for like, like a happy hour, like getting drinks or going out for the night, I would get so stuck in my head where I genuinely could not have fun. And I had to like stay at home or just sleep. Like I could not go out because I was so stressed about those things. Mm -hmm. And I just, I wish I could go back and be like, stop. Like you're literally living with your best friends. Go out with them, go out with them. Like you are going to like have so much fun and you'll just forget about all that stuff because there's nothing you can do about it. So I don't know. That's just a little example. I don't remember if you, if you like saw that out of me, but there were times where I just, I couldn't go out because I wasn't in the right mindset. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I just totally regret. I think, I think that there was a point where we all were too. And it was like kind of what this is actually a huge realization I'm coming to is I feel like we all developed a feel like we all kind of developed this mentality where and I, it's no one to blame it's just what happens sometimes other people I'm sure can really is like an all or nothing mentality <laughs> like if one of us wants to go out or, or like if we're not all going out then none of us are going out and like if we're gonna go out we're gonna go out and we're gonna like really drink a lot and we're gonna like you know I have and it could have been for yeah. me, like I hold a lot of a lot of guilt to, to this day like I'm still working yeah. and I'm still like talking to people about it but I do hold a lot of guilt because I feel like I've always been that way and it's part of the horrible horrible trait I have being a perfectionist with things it's like it's an all or nothing mentality and when I say with everything it's everything like you can't you know especially it showed a lot with my eating habits and like I know you it like it might have rubbed off on you and I just feel like it rubbed off a little bit on everyone that I was around and I will forever like you know I want to be able to forgive myself for that one day but I do want to talk about that though like did you feel like it was an all or nothing type of situation I did. And that was another reason why I felt like on some of those nights, like I genuinely couldn't go out because I could not give my 100%. Like I didn't deserve to like do that, Mm -hmm. you know? And you make a really good point. Like, I don't know. I feel like we all get in our heads so freaking much in those small little friend groups in those small little apartments. Oh my gosh. Like I think about how like tiny those little rooms are and how much like is getting shared. Like there is not one thing that we could keep private. And like, that was okay at the time because like you guys, like, obviously you guys are my best friends. Like I don't need to keep anything private, but there comes a point where there needs to be, you know, there needs to be a line, you know? And 
at that point you're so vulnerable and you're so open where it's like you can't go back like you can't so yeah it was definitely tricky and I feel like we learned a lot especially that one junior year I feel like we all learned so much about each other and like so much about ourselves and that's the point of college like that's amazing and um and I feel like it was also hard because we would watch the struggles even from like other people like I would watch other people's struggles from that little bubble and I would like compare them to my struggles and like then it wouldn't be talked about like it was just it was definitely a pretty toxic (laughs) situation Mm -hmm. and um I don't know I wish that like I wish we could all kind of go back and like be a lot more open about it but I don't know we were all like definitely dealing with a lot at the time so I totally understand why we didn't yeah no I think too like it's one of those things where even if we went back and changed things like who knows what would have happened it's almost like it yeah. had to happen because we all like learned from it like I yeah. I feel like like I know I'm seeking uh, upon myself and I think for you too that like I don't really have many regrets it's more so like no. the whole experience was like learning and you know there's so much that we know about ourselves and each other and I feel like it's just, it's such, like, it was all supposed to happen because, like, we learned so much, especially that one year. I don't know about you, but my junior year being in that small little apartment and, like, half of our grade was abroad, like, it was so small. Everything all around was so small. And I feel like at the time, we kind of, we we needed it because we grew so freaking much once senior year came around that I was like, I remember like at one point senior year, I was like, wow, like we've all come such a long way. And I wish that for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like I do. Yeah. So, you know, oh, it was all meant to be. Yeah, for sure. No, it is. It's hard. Like when you are living in like small quarters, it's really like strange the way that I don't know. I don't know how to really explain it, but it's really is strange. Like I, I'm sure people can relate to that all or nothing mentality in those situations because you're living with a few people and you're like, all right, it's not really worth it to go out and like grab one drink with so-and-so. Yeah. No one else. But to me, that sounds like a dream. I'm like one drink and I'm going to bed. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back later. Like that was just never an option. Easy because like, now being outside of college, I like, I like my ideal time out is like going with a random person from like work or someone who I've met and like just getting a couple of drinks and going home. But in college, that was not a thing. Like you either went out with your best friends, like in for like dinner or like getting drinks or you went out with the entire grade. So it's like, yeah. You know, it's so different, but not interesting. Like even to this day, I don't really see a lot of people like going to grab a drink with one person. Like yeah. there was never a time we had a couple of bars around us for anyone listening. I was like best friends with one of the bar owners, Mike, Mike from <laughs> like literally texting him. And they're just so much like we could have gone for one drink or one, you know, like there's, 
I just wish that maybe we thought a little differently, but again, when you're there, it's very hard because you're like, no, nah, I'm not wasting my energy. Like I'm going to save it up for Friday. We're all yes. going out. <laughs> yes. I'd be like, no, 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 not tonight. Like it wasn't even a thought. I'd be like, everything is going into Friday night. I don't yep. care. <laughs> like, I yeah. For Friday night with all my best friends, like <laughs> screw everything else. So that's, was a big fault because it kind of goes back on like, okay, we were so limited to who we lived with, who our best friends were that it was hard for us to make connections outside of that, you know? And I don't know, I kind of wish I could go back and be like, all right, that girl you really vibed with in class, like go out with her. Like yeah. she's so nice. And now like it's over. <laughs> so. No, I, I completely like, there's no shame in that. There's probably so many people that are thinking the same thing too. Yeah. So many so I- always like again like you have four years like literally four years make the absolute most of it and it sounds so like cliche like everyone says that but I just wish someone screwed something in my brain at the time that was like screw everything like go have fun that is gonna be what you take out of this experience like you're gonna learn more from that than Siv I promise you god yes Agreed. Um, so I kind of want to go into the topic of body image because I know we talked a little bit about this. And so we're, we're in this environment where, you know, like I said, a lot of people are coming from similar backgrounds. A lot of people did, did look similar, in my opinion. A lot of people wear the same stuff, the same brands, like same style, you know, everything. It, it was so strange whenever you think about it. And, um, I found for myself, for example, like I always kind of felt like I wasn't, it sounds really sad, but I'm going to be off. Like, I'm just going to tell it how it is. Like, let's do it. I'm an open. Cool. So I always, no matter what, I always felt like I was not like, I I was always striving for something more than I was. Like I was never happy with the way that I looked, with the way that I dressed, with, you know, what I had, with my body, especially like I was always trying to be tinier, skinnier, thinner, prettier, always. And it was just so draining. And I can see how that you know, having someone that's like that around you can be draining. That's where I held a lot of guilt too. Um, mm-hmm. Being around, you know, other people when I, when I was in that mindset, it's just, it's sad. It's hard. And I know that that probably did affect you and other people, but I just want to hear like what your, your situation was with that. Yeah, honestly, it's, it is really sad and, oh. I like, I hate talking about it, but it's something that we need to normalize because it's like a secret for so many people and it's just not right. And in my case, like, it's a little bit, I don't know. It's like a unique story. I feel like growing up, I was always the tiny skinny girl, like always. I was in dance, like for all of my life, like that was my one form of activity, like ballet, where it was very body conscious. Like I was in ballet class where like the Russian (laughs) teacher would literally 
like slap your butt if like you like had like a wrinkle or something showing like on the stage or whatever so I was I always had that in my head like okay like I've always been tiny I've always been super skinny and I quit dance junior year of high school so um I literally that was my one form of activity (laughs) and I'm so lucky to have had that because I loved it so much like outlook um and I quit so that was my only form of really activity form of activity and I went off to college senior or um after senior year so then I didn't really do anything else and I was I still had that small figure like I I take after my dad my dad's pretty small (laughs) he's pretty little and bony but it's okay so I'm like that that is just who I am and I've always been told oh you're so skinny like you're so tiny and like it's always just been ingrained like in my brain I'm sorry like if I'm gonna be authentic that's just always been the case for me like if someone didn't tell me that it was like oh okay like it's sad for me to say but yeah like it's always just been told to me and fed to me and I was like yeah that's who I am I'm skinny like or I'm thin I'm fit whatever and so freshman year obviously we're going to the dining hall, like everyone gains two pounds in freshman year, um, college. And I put on a little bit of weight, but not a lot at all. And, um, then sophomore year came around and I was still looking fine, but I was having a really hard time. This sounds like so TMI, but I'm just going to be open and real. I had a really hard time going to the bathroom. Like it would be weeks at a time, like weeks. And I don't remember if you were there at the time, but I literally couldn't go like it was bad. It was weeks at a time. So I was starting to like have like bloatness and I was like, oh my God, like, what do I do? So that was when it all started for me and I couldn't go to the bathroom and it'd be two weeks at a time. And I would be like, I can't put a single thing in my stomach right now because I have to go out tonight and I'm literally going to look pregnant. So I can't eat. So that is like kind of when it started for me, where I was kind of getting in my head about what I looked like, because it was never an issue for me, at least before then. Um, And so then that was sophomore year. So I finally figured it out. But at that time, I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to like give myself some self-care. I'm going to like really get into it. So I got really into fitness and um I felt really good. And then I started noticing like people around me kind of not judging me, but like, I almost felt like kind of weird going to the gym. (laughs) Like This is such a weird thing to talk about, but like, I literally felt self-conscious doing my body a favor and going to the gym on a Sunday after like a messy weekend. Like I literally felt bad about it. But I genuinely had to go because I knew my body would hate me and carry everything with me for the next two weeks. So like I had to go and move my body. So that's kind of where it all started. And I was like, I don't know, I was getting really like self-conscious about it. And, and that's not right. Like if you feel like you need to take care of yourself and work out or eat healthy, then do it. Like, it's about you at the end of the day, like you're the one who's going to make a difference in your life. So do what's right. So I don't know about you all, but that was my story. It was 
it kind of stemmed from me always having that mentality, like, oh, you're so tiny and skinny. And then it carried on later where then I started seeing more weight and I was like, shit, like everyone's going to notice that I put on some pounds when I go home, like this is bad. And that was so wrong of me, like so wrong, but you can't like change the past. Like it was definitely, it was definitely a big realization for me. So I don't even know if I told you about that, but that's just like what I thought. I do remember, I do remember sophomore year when you're having like stomach issues. I do remember. Yeah. Did it get worse from that point on? Like, did you just, did you start like, were you comparing yourself to others? Like what was, what else was going on? Yeah. So it was like an ongoing thing. Like I still have that problem. I still don't really know what it is. Like I should probably get it checked out, but it just, it just works for me and my diet, like to just eat healthier and work out and everything will be fine. And at the time it was just such an unhealthy lifestyle that like, I couldn't quite figure it out. And then I don't know, it was a mix between that and then like the people around me and I don't know, me just comparing myself in the mirror. Like I don't look like some of the other girls, which was not true at all because like that is just not true. I'm sorry. But like, it was definitely a bit of like body dysmorphia, like being in such close quarters and like everyone noticing everything. And then the little comments here and there, like, oh, you didn't even eat. Like just like small triggering things that like just add up like yeah, year upon year that I just think we should talk about and like we should normalize because that's never right. Like that is never something that you need to like bring up in a conversation. Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like now it is like getting more publicized and people are talking about it, but definitely was not right during it. No matter who it is, like, no matter if people are struggling, no matter if they're not, like, you just don't talk about certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Yes. And I, I want to say while we're on the topic of like making comments about those things, like I've actually thought about this so much. And like, there were points where I felt like, you know, screaming at people or like, even to this day, like, I want to be like, I wish like someone handled it differently. Like, don't like, I can't believe someone said something like that to me then. Like, you have no idea what I was going through, like, blah, blah, blah. But I try to find that compassion and that empathy in my heart because, you know, I have to think back of intentions. And I think it's not about what you're saying. It's about how you're saying it. So I want to say like my best piece of advice for someone that's either watching somebody else go through something hard, whether it's with eating their relationship with food or their body, my best. And it's hard on you. Like it aggravates you because I've also, I've, other than being that person that people had to watch, I've also had to watch it. And I didn't know how to handle it. Don't know how to say it. And oftentimes it comes off that way. It comes off like, fab, you didn't eat dinner. Or like, why are you working out twice a day? Or like, you're already so small. Why do you care? Like, why are you eating a salad? You know what I mean? Like oftentimes it comes out that way and mm-hmm. it's not okay. I'm telling you right now, if you do that, your friendship is going to end, whether it's that right, like soon or later on down the road, you need to find it within yourself to say she, you know, maybe she's going through something, you know, 
just be there for her. Just be a good friend. Just always remind those people of how much you love them and how much you support them while at the same time remaining to have a boundary so that your energy is not being depleted. Okay, so when I was editing this part of the podcast, I felt like it was necessary to go back in and kind of explain what I meant by just being there for your friend who might be struggling. And I'm not saying that there's any right way to handle it. I understand, like, for myself, for example, I was in a really dark mental space when it came to you know anyone bringing up this sensitive subject so those little comments you know like those yeah were really like weighed heavy on my conscience but at the same time I'm not sure if if anything was done differently I probably still would have played out that narrative so when I think back of what could have been constructive for me in that situation there's very little but something that I can offer is you know going for a drive or something with your friend around and it has nothing to do with you know I was thinking a walk at first and I don't know if I would have even been able to do that at that point I probably would have associated in my mind with working out and been like I don't want to waste my time going for a walk I want to go to the gym and work out and sweat that's how that's how messed up my mentality was towards it but um yeah I think I think driving around is always a neutral um activity that you could do with your friend to kind of just show like your support and talk and you know talk about anything it doesn't have to do with the issue but yeah I just felt like that was necessary to put in this part because I don't want anyone to think that like there's a right way of going about this it's hard moral of the story it's hard to watch someone you love doing something that's upsetting to you because you care so much about them so it's yeah. really that those in between like I'm I'm trying to focus on if someone was going like in this stage of their life like what advice I would give to them and it would be like you had said from what you said last about like enjoying that in between like the the Monday to the Thursday like what's going on there what's happening there like enjoy the little moments because you're always gonna have the big Friday night with your girlfriends always yeah always and like literally every moment counts like even when you're out in college studying for that exam like study the shit out of that exam (laughs) make sure you go out and enjoy that time with your friends don't my piece of advice, honestly, I never did this, but I never understand. I've never understood, sorry, why a lot of other people did this is studying from like 8 p.m. to like 4 a.m. or like 5 a.m., like all night studying. I never to this day will understand how people study throughout the night or like study. You definitely did that. And I still don't understand. Like if I hit nine o'clock p.m., I need to go to bed. There's no, like, there's no information that's going to, like, <laughs> stay in my mind. So I don't know how you did that, but props to you. No, it was just what you said. Nothing stayed in my mind. So it was pretty much pointless. And the reason why is because I never, I literally would always study the night before. Don't do that. It's so bad. There's no so reason bad. for I, it. <laughs> I'm one of those people who will, like, take, like, 
three weeks to study for a test, but like I'll study pieces of it. And then at the end, it'll all come together, hopefully. But yeah, I just like, I can never understand why people stood in the library all night. (laughs) I got put on Adderall my sophomore year and that's when things went really downhill for me, mentally, physically. Well, the, from the from the outside looking in, you know, like obviously I was losing weight, X, Y, and Z, and I was drinking a ton of coffee, staying up all night, studying, doing what I needed to do, what I felt like I needed to do, and it went really downhill. So when I say I stayed up all night, it's probably why, probably because I was like all or nothing. Let's go out all week and then study one night before. Like honestly, most people do that, but um, it's really not good for you. It's really not good for your brain. You're not going to learn anything. I know we're not. Th- we're, no, we're not at college to learn anything. But like, I just like, I don't think my brain could take it all in at once. Like, I would literally get a negative grade on the test if I did that. I feel like maybe if I was on Adderall, maybe it would be different. But I just, I can't. I don't know how you did it. But I also wasn't like. I also don't know if I could have gone out at least senior year. I, I would have never gone out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Never, never. Oh my God. No, that was never a thing for me. And senior sometimes, year? like junior year and senior. Yeah. Junior year and senior year. I could never do that. Maybe freshman year, but like freshman I year could- we had to, cause we had to make friends and stuff. Sophomore year was like th- Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then, or like, sometimes I would stay in Thursdays, but that was when we used to go to Athens, I think. Athens was so fun. Anyway, but yeah, no, I feel you. Like, it's not sustainable. It's really not. Um, so yeah, so since we're on the topic kind of of like confidence and stuff, I did want to talk about, because I know you got lip fillers recently, and I feel like it's something that, people would want to know about like what I feel like all right I'll, I'll be honest with you guys I did get them too but I got a different kind so I'll tell you what kind I got and after Fab explains like that whole situation for her okay well so <laughs> I just ate a jalapeno so my mouth is on fire my remnants of my drink but so I've wanted lip fillers for a long 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 time and I never like said anything obviously because I was like oh no like I don't want anyone to judge me like we're in college like I'm not gonna get that so it was always in the back of my mind and I've always I don't know I've always just like dreamed about having them I can't even explain it and so one day August of last year I believe so um, August of 2020, after I graduated, I was going with my mom to, um, she has lipomas on her arms and on certain parts of her body. So I went to the plastic surgeon with her. And, um, by the way, my mom has the biggest mouth ever. <laughs> like, you guys know, like, you guys listen to her talk on the other episodes. <laughs> I don't even feel bad saying that. She has the biggest mouth ever. And of course she was like, Oh, like my daughter, like, wants to see what she'd look like with lip fillers, like lip injections. Let's see. And I was like, no, like stop. And the doctor was like, no, like let's, let's just do it. Let's do it. And let's see how it happens. So this was in the midst of the pandemic. And I was like, all right, screw it. Like, let's see what happens. 
And so I got a one full syringe of Juvederm last August. And at first I was so nervous. Cause I was like, first of all, I was going on a vacation with my boyfriend's family, like the next weekend. So I was like, Oh no, like I better not be bruised. Like I better not be disgusting looking or looking like a fish. Like this is so, this is going to be so bad, but whatever. So I did it and I really liked it. And to be honest with you, like I always endorse (laughs) if someone wants to do something, whether it be lip injections, whether it be some other filler, whether it be Botox, whatever it is, if it makes you feel more confident, then do it. (laughs) Like if you're going to bring my confidence level from a six to an eight, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't care if no one else notices, I notice. And that's the biggest thing. And you know what? No one noticed. No one noticed that I got them. And I was, I obviously was okay with that. I would rather no one notice because I knew I was going to be happier because I've wanted it for so long. Like who cares if you want a no shop, get a no shop. Like it grinds my gears when people judge people for getting little tiny things like that, because it's like, all right, you'll tell me if you had a chance to have a confidence boost, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it to make yourself feel better. Like on your daily routine, you wouldn't do it. So that's kind of where I was at. And I did get that confident boost. I was in a really bad situation. Like I was feeling low about myself. It was COVID. It was the pandemic. Like we couldn't leave our houses. I was in a job that I didn't like. Like it couldn't have like, and at the time it felt like I couldn't have felt lower about myself. I didn't see my friends. I haven't seen anyone so many people can relate to that, but I was feeling like a funk. So that kind of brought me, I don't know, it's silly to say, but it gave me that confidence boost, confidence boost that I needed at the time. So I don't know. I feel like if you feel like you need to do something to make your lifestyle better and you feel more confident, then do it. I don't have anything against that. I never will. I think whatever, whatever, I'm on the same page, whatever makes you happy, whatever boosts your confidence, do it. I will say, like, I'm not judging people when they have a ton of work done, but there is like a place in my heart that I can't help but feel a sense of sadness when I see someone that has so obviously a ton of work done. I, I almost, it's not like I'm judging you like, damn, you have a ton of work done on your face. It's like a, I know you're beautiful without all that. Like, I know you are. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's another thing. Like if it's coming from a place of authenticity and like you being true to who you are and like, you don't want to alter your face to look like anything else. Like you genuinely just want to enhance it. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But there is a sense of me where I'm like, all right, enough is enough. Like, yeah, totally, totally. No, I, I think like a good example, I don't know how to put this in there, but I think a good example of like, I guess too much, not judging, it just makes me sad. Like I said, too much would be like when people get their ribs removed to have like a curvier body. Like, I guess that's a thing. Like when people get the fat removed from their stomach and like put it in their ass or something. And that one, that reminds me, we didn't really talk about your situation with, um, Sorry, I'm a little tipsy, so my head is like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like talking so fast. Um, 
so what was it um whenever we were at school in the situation with jobs like I want to hammer this topic because it's so fucking important guys explain the situation with senior year or even junior year getting internships senior year job situation what did that look like for you okay so for me junior year going into senior year I literally used LinkedIn so much. I endorse using LinkedIn messaging so much. If you want to get any like type of job or internship, I really do like, I fully support using LinkedIn messaging and literally messaging the randomest people, like people you don't know, do it. (laughs) You know, question. What's your strategy? Like, how do you reach out to them? What do you say? Yeah. Like I genuinely, if I see someone who works at a company that I want to work at in a similar position, I'll reach out to them and be like, Hey, like, tell me how you got this job. Like, it seems awesome. I would love to know this and this about your role at this company. Like, like just be curious. And like, honestly, like that is like such a flattering thing to hear from someone that's younger from you. Like, I feel like everyone has always told me like you have no idea how much that means to someone like who works at a company who's dealing with all the stress all day long like hearing that from someone younger than them that just wants to know how they got there and like it makes them even appreciate their job more because they're like wow there's probably so many people out there who like want to be in my position so I definitely took that piece of advice and I had the best internship my junior going into senior year. I was, I had a PR internship with Tarte Cosmetics, which was so much fun. Like I took advantage of my networking skills and I landed that role and it made me like kind of reinsure to myself that, okay, I want to be in the beauty industry. Like, this is so awesome. Like th- these are the people I want to know and like want to shower myself with. So of course, then senior year came around and, uh, I was like, I wasn't even thinking about jobs at all. <laughs> like Alex, you could probably like testify to this. Like we weren't even like, we weren't in the headspace to like think about our full-time jobs. We were like, what? Like we just started like, girl, like we don't need to interview. What? Like that's so weird. <laughs> so, um, then everyone around us started interviewing and like getting job offers. And in my mind, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I cannot graduate after I, in my mind, it was more like I felt guilty because my parents like really like made me think like, okay, like we will like put you into college for four years. And if you don't have a job or if you're not making money, then like, will be upset about it. In my mind, that's how it was. But at the end of the day, those are my college loans. So like, I don't have to worry about that. But in my mind, I was like, I can't put myself through college and not have a job at the end of the day. Like that is terrible. Like I, I deserve a job after college. So I started looking, nothing really stuck out to me. And I kept getting messages from like this recruiting staffing firm. And I was like, whatever, I'm not going to like, worry about that right now. And then once the pandemic hit, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to take advantage of everything I can right now. And so I interviewed with this company that was messaging me on LinkedIn and 
I ended up getting the job after like three interviews, driving all the way back to New Jersey. And I got that job. And I was like, yes, like, I don't have to worry about anything. Like I have a job after school. Like, this is awesome. I can go on spring break and not have to worry. And then the job happened. Like I had to start working in the midst of pandemic. So yes. Um, sorry. I just want to back up before you get into the actual job during the interview process. Like, wait, so actually back up before that, yeah. when we were at school, what, what made you feel like, oh shit, I need to like get a job. Like, was there any like reason that it was it like was everyone around us getting jobs and talking like about every- yeah talking about it and like not bragging about it but at the time because of me being insecure it was it has nothing to do with anyone else but me being like shit like I'm not good enough it was like a slap in the face to me because like I have all this professional experience but no one wants me like that's what I was thinking but that's mm-hmm. obviously that's <laughs> so can, stupid I can definitely I can really, I mean, I think for me, the insecure feeling was totally on me. Like it was on me because it was like, a, uh, well, actually I'd say all like 90% me, but then also I saw a lot of people talking, not even to a person about a job, like say, I don't know, say like, say Dowsy gets a job, right? Like Dowsy's my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Say Dowsy gets a job, like it'd be comparable to like Vinny and mm. that's probably so strange if they listen to it, but I know they won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like say like Vinny and JD, like going and talking and being like, did you hear Dowsy got this job? Like there was a lot of that going on. You and I are not competitive people. We're not. That's just not who we are. So like I crumble, I crumble. I crumble, same. Mm-hmm. Like I literally like dissolve into the ground <laughs> every single time. Like I heard that like someone was talking about someone getting a full-time job after college because I was like, I don't want to like disappoint my friends and my family. Like this sucks. Like what am I going to do? And it's like all these anxieties, but at the same time, like I also didn't really like put the effort in because like there was so much out there but we were so limited because we were so anxious and because we were so stressed that we were like let's just find the most convenient thing like let's do it like let's just go for it let's go Mm -hmm. and I feel like for you like you did that and then you were like wait I don't want to do this like you kind of knew you were like this is just not gonna work for me and that's when I kind of not settled but at the same time kind of settled because obviously the staffing industry was not where I wanted to be. Like I knew I didn't want to be in that world. And I put myself in that position knowing that I had red flags about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. And another thing for me was I accepted the position and I still felt like, again, this could totally be in my own head, but I felt like, I felt like people were judging me for like the decision that I had made because they knew it wasn't for me and so it was a whole big mess in my mind before I even started my job in the pandemic so I don't know when you said that you felt judged because other people knew that this wasn't the industry for you can you talk a little bit about that were people yeah directly saying that or I just felt like 
the company that I worked for, I don't want to say it out loud now, but it was very like a well-known staffing industry that didn't have very fair rules, like kind of looked at as a pyramid scheme, like crazy stuff. And at the time, like I knew some, my cousin worked there and like she ended up quitting years ago, but like I had connections there that should have already been a red flag. And I had other connections from school that people telling me don't go into the staffing world, like you're not going to like it, blah, blah, blah. But at the time I was like, why aren't you happy for me? Like I got a full-time job. Like I should do this. Like, right. Like this is such an awesome opportunity. I don't need like your approval. Like I'm going to start who cares? Like whatever. And so I feel like I had those prejudgments before going into it, which kind of already like kind of sucked, like honestly. So I feel like if I didn't, if I wasn't in school, if we like for some reason left school earlier, like before I even got a job offer, maybe I would be more excited about it. But because I already had those prejudgments, because everyone at school was going to like the top companies of the world, of course, um, that's kind of where I was feeling like, shit, like this is not good. Like I don't feel good enough. And that again is coming from a place like insecurity has nothing to do with anyone else, but that was just how I felt. And, um, yeah. And then I started my job in the pandemic and remote worlds is remote worlds, like (laughs) weird, 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 weird. But, um, we all learn a lot from that too, but I just realized that that world was not for me. I just didn't, that's kind of why I wanted to make my switch back into the beauty industry where I knew I had a passion and where I knew I could succeed long-term. So that's why I've made the switch. And that's why I kind of, I do respect you so much for waiting and like finding the right opportunity for you, because I know at the end of the day, like you wouldn't have been happy and you would have had to do the whole thing over again. So, I mean, even though I I've learned so much my past job and I have so many transferable skills, I just, sometimes I just wish I had a different outlook when I was in the interview process. So you probably have a lot more to touch on. Um, speaking of the interview process, what was that like for you? What, what was the first interview? If you could give someone advice that's either in their junior trying to get an internship or senior trying to get their first job, this, what would be your advice for an interview? An interview? Honestly, Alex, you've told me this before, like be your authentic self, like stop trying to in parentheses, like in quotes, sorry, fake it till you make it like, stop doing that. Stop. Like that is what you're told to do in college. Literally. I could tell you in so many different marketing classes, fake it till you make it. That's how you're going to get far, far, far in your career. No way. Stop. It makes me so mad because every time I did that, I would get nowhere and people would see right through me. I'm sorry. Like I'm a personal person and I should show that I should show that I care. I'm empathetic. Like hire me because of that. Hire me because I can relate to you and not because like, like I know it all. And I think I know it all or like, I don't know. I just think that that is a silly, silly, silly phrase to say. I don't know. Just seeing you in this whole span of time, like grow because of like solely like your job search was unbelievable. And 
I know like you probably have more to say, but because of how happy you were at your new job that you waited for and you deserve, that made me question like, I don't deserve, like I deserve much more than this job. Like I am qualified to do so much more and I can feel more fulfilled doing something else. And you made me realize that like you literally after visiting you for a week, like I knew I needed to quit my job immediately and find something else. So I just want to thank you for being who you are and being your true self, because it definitely opened my eyes so much. I'm so glad I could do that. I was like, I remember whenever, whenever you came and like listening to you in the other room, I was just thinking the whole time, like I would, I wouldn't have lasted a week because the guys mind you, I didn't say this before. I was interviewing at the same place that Fab got hired at and I didn't get past, I think the second round. And I was so happy for that. I would have been miserable. I wouldn't have lasted. They would have like, hired me. I, I mean, I was so stuck in a low, like I was so stuck in my mind that at the time I was like, this is what's great for me right now. Like I'll learn from this. This is a stepping stone. Like, let me take this opportunity and run with it. And I did. And because we were remote and honestly, like, I don't know if people are starting remote still, but if you are like, just be mindful of this. I started totally remote in a company where you should not be remote at. Like the whole idea is like you're being social and you're talking to people. It's such a people person job and you need to have that human interaction. I was fully remote. So I was so stuck in a bubble for like months at a time. Mm -hmm. And the first time I really realized that I hated what I did is when I got away. Like when I went to Aruba with my mom for her birthday um, and my cousin, we went to Aruba for like a full week and I got away for the first time for a full week in the best place ever. And I got away and they let me go for an entire week. And I was really able to like, take a breath. Like the first time I could take a breath after graduating college, like, first of all, what an accomplishment. We couldn't even celebrate it because of the pandemic. Like we couldn't even acknowledge the last four years. Like, hell yes. Like we did it. We graduated college. Like that is such a huge achievement. And like, that can't go unnoticed. That really can't. We are so lucky. So during that time, I really got to take a step back and being like, and be like, wow, like I, I did it. And I even graduated with like a job. Uh, I didn't like it, but I still like graduated with a job and that was that. So that was the first time where I was like, okay, like I know I'm, I can do so much more. Like I know that I have way more other interests and I want to pursue other things and I want to travel and I want to meet people. Like I was so stuck in my own bubble for so long. And this was the first time I was able to like, okay, like jump out of that. So then the second time I got away was when I visited you, Al. Um, was that in February? No, April, March. Yes. March. And so that was November to March. And so I was just sucking it in and dealing with it in my job. And I was like, all right, just put your head down and get your work done. Like you're going to get promoted soon. Like do not worry. Like you are taking care of these people who care about you. So I was like, okay, putting my head down. I wish I could be doing somewhere else, doing something else. So I was like, all right, let me put my head down, do it. And then I visited you, Alan. Like, I just realized like, wow, there's so much more to life. Like so much more. I could see how happy you were and 
sometimes that's what it takes to make a big switch like that. And during my time with you, that's when I decided I needed to apply to jobs and just see what else is out there. And I don't know, and find something that would make me feel good at the end of the day. So, um, that's where I kind of made my switch and I'm so happy I did it. So honestly, thank you because it was perfect timing, perfect, perfect, perfect timing. So super grateful. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy. I didn't know that. So that, that means a lot to me. I'm happy though that, you know, I could, I guess, play a role in you seeing that, but you also need to own that because I think like you can say thank you to me, but it takes you to commit yourself to that. So. Oh, I was committed. (laughs) (laughs) I was so committed. You saw me at the dinner table, like, like, you know, of course I mentioned before, but I love LinkedIn. I was literally LinkedIn. Wait, that didn't make sense. LinkedIn inning (laughs) anyone (laughs) from the company. And I was like, Alex, what do I say? Oh my God. Like, this is crazy. But it's all meant to be guys. Like, honestly, if you have something in your gut feeling that's telling you like you one deserve more and two, like you can put so much more out there and get so much better of a return, like just do it. All right, guys, that will be it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to stay shaky. Thank you.